Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Hey, welcome everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all thanks, all praises, all honor, and all glory to Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And also, I'd like to take some time out once again to say thank you to each and every one of you who have been listening, downloading, sharing, etc. I truly appreciate it. God bless. This is an impromptu episode. So I am not going to go into the what's in my cup, the temperature and all of that. I am not. Actually, the title of today's episode of the, or this impromptu episode is Delilah Part 2. And actually, this is part of the Good Wife and a Good Woman series. Now, after listening to my last episode on Delilah yesterday as I was on my way walking to work there were some things that I realized that the Holy Spirit impressed upon me that I could have shared a little more of so basically I just wanted to add this bonus episode to the Good Wife or the Good Woman series And it is pertaining, like I said before, particularly to the episode, which is entitled Delilah. So this is going to be Delilah part two. One of the things that I forgot to mention in that episode is both that both the spirit of Delilah and Jezebel, if not caught early, will eventually lead to death. And like I said before, Delilah will entice you, she will drain you, betray you, and of course she'll hand you over to your enemies. And if the intentions of your enemies is to enslave you, they are going to enslave you. However, if the assignment is to kill and destroy you, that is exactly what will happen to you at the hands of your enemy once Delilah has finished draining you and handing you over. So, I'm going to go into actually 
this episode is going to be kind of like a little bit of info, but it's also going to be a little storytelling in the midst. Now, growing up or being raised in the Caribbean, we often overheard or either we knew or knew of someone who, you know, probably carried the spirit of Delilah. Come to think of it, yeah, I knew a lot of people carrying, a lot of women back then carrying the spirit of Delilah or even Jezebel. Now, there have been times when we knew of people who had fallen victims to women who carried both of these spirits. And of course, the outcome was never pleasant. Unless the victim like, had someone who was interceding on their behalf and they were able to break free through deliverance and accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, oftentimes the outcome was not good. Now, I spent over 20 plus years living in the Caribbean. I grew up there. I went to school there, worked a little bit there as well also. And of course, the rest of my life, I spent living in the U.S. I grew up in the Caribbean where I am very much familiar, not just with the food and the culture, but also with a lot of the dark practices that takes place under the sun. Now, growing up there, I often saw and even knew many women that carried the Delilah spirit and even the Jezebel spirit. I wouldn't know the name, of course, of these spirits that many of these women carried until 2011. Because back then, you know, most people would refer to them as Jezebels because they were just so wicked. But I realized today they there were some that were Jezebels, but in reality, a lot of them were Delilahs, and some had Jezebel tendencies. And like I said, it wouldn't be until 2011 when I would begin to learn and become versed in something called spiritual warfare that I would know what the name of whatever it was that was taking up habitation in these women, which of course was called the spirit of Delilah. And of course, I would begin to learn spiritual warfare, blessings and curses, and how often, you know, they would go hand in hand in people's lives. And I remember it was the year 2011. It was January of 2011. After my former pastor's teaching, on blessings and curses. Now, in this particular teaching, he broke down the various forms of curses. And it was during that particular teaching that the spiritual veil would be completely removed from my eyes. So basically, from that day, my eyes were opened. The scales fell from my eyes. And I would be able, from that point on, have the ability to identify to see because of what I was taught and of course because of Christ now of course I would go on further to research 
and learn more about this subject because I still lived in the Caribbean at that time, but I would come out and work for a certain amount of months during the year. And of course, when I would come out to work during that period of time, that's when I would, of course, be sitting under my pastor. When I'm not there, I'm back home in the Caribbean. So basically, when I headed back home, I, you know, I, 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 I really delved into this thing. I bought some books, was to take back with me. And I remember one of those books that I had, well, I bought one book. And the name of that book was The Rules of Engagement. Very, very good book. Lord Jesus, that had, let me tell you, that book breaks down so many different things. Um, it's called The Rules of Engagement. And, of course, I would also go on further to read books, online articles, and other, you know, listen to other trained pastors on the subject. Another pastor that I was really able to learn a whole lot from as well also, because, like I said, at that point I lived back in the Caribbean. So the rest of the teachings that I would learn further was from Bishop Duncan Williams and boy I never forgot I was listening to the Christian radio station home and he was actually doing a series they were playing a particular sermon from him or teaching actually on curses and he kind of like ooh. and I became a I guess a follower of him from since that day and I was able to learn a lot further from him as well, as well as others in the subject called spiritual warfare. And of course now today, after 11 years of actively studying this particular subject, I have come to understand it extremely well with the help of God, his son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and of course the word of God. I would come to understand it very well. I won't say I know everything because I don't. And there's still times when I will still reach out to my former pastor to get more information on certain things. Because I don't know it all. He doesn't know it all. None of us know it all. But what I may not know, someone else might know. And what someone else might not know, I might know. So the key is we have to help each other. You know, can't get to the point of thinking like, oh, I know it all because no, I don't. Because when you start thinking like that, well, yeah, you will be in danger. But at least I know enough to know when, hmm, something ain't right here. And I'll go further and I'll reach out and I'll say, hmm, you know, because it's important. It's very important, especially in this day and age. It's extremely important. If you don't have discernment, is dangerous because if you haven't been trained in spiritual warfare, at least still, if you have a little discernment to know well, something ain't right, that can help you. But if you don't have discernment and you haven't been trained, you are definitely a target for spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare can be very deadly extremely deadly, especially if you're unaware. It can be very, very, very deadly 
or it can really wreak havoc on your life, seriously speaking. Now, after my years of learning, you know, I would also go on to teach others once God, of course, would allow me to recognize and detect what was going on with some of these individuals, because some of them you would be able to, or I would be able to identify because sometimes it was stuff that maybe I was dealing with at one point that God brought me out of and I can recognize it because I've been through it or I'm able to recognize it because the Holy Spirit will show it to me or because I've studied it or I was trained in it. And of course I would go on, like I said, to, to teach others at least so that they can have, they can be aware of when something is not right. You know, that you have, a, that, that you don't be just a, a sitting duck or like a deer, you know, you know, a deer in a headlight. So I used to teach some of them and yes, some of them were men or a few of them. They were men. One of the things back home in the Caribbean, you have a very high activity of spiritual warfare coming from various activities throughout the island. And it's very high on that. Yes, we have beautiful beaches, white sand that you would love to run your toes through, beautiful waters, blue waters, coconut and palm trees, cruise ships and ports, calypso music, and all that. Beautiful souvenirs, but guess what? You also have a lot of activity dark activity that goes on under the sun and a lot of people are affected by it and the thing is which I've I've said in numerous episodes I came from a teaching ministry and one of the things that I'm noticing as I often sit back and reflect I realize you do not have a lot of preachers back home that teach on this subject either because they're not familiar with it which a lot of them are not and if the ones that do know they don't really teach on it so it's like if you need something you would have to go to them and oftentimes as well also a lot of our men back there, they ain't into church, okay? Let me just break it down. You would quicker find foreign men attending church rather than the local men. Now, you may find a few older local men. You know, they old now, so they know, well, okay, only one place for me to go. But as far as the young folk, very few. You'd find more women that are local that do attend church, but that's the key. I just said the word right there, attend church. But outside of that, I don't know how many do open their Bibles. Um, I'm sure there's some that do, but 
as far as going deeper or like studying spiritual warfare, now I do believe there are a few that do know, but for the level of activity that we have going on back there, it needs to be more. And because it is not more, that is one of the reasons why it is so prevalent there. And a lot of people are affected by it. Now, like I said, after my years of learning, I would go on to teach others. And, you know, as long as God allowed me to recognize and to, you know, detect what was going on with the person. And of course, at this point, by the grace and by the mercy of God and his son, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm able to, I can spot a Delilah from a mile away, much less if she close up. I can spot a Jezebel, an Ahab, and whatever others that they got lurking out there. Do I know everything? No, I don't. But I know when something is not right. And what I'm not able to pick up on, or I, I'm not sure what it is, I do know who to call or where to go and look further to to know, well, okay, there's, some, there's something going on here. Or better yet, there are times I just go to the Lord. And there are times he'll answer, sometimes right away, sometimes not. Or he'll use someone to help me with that particular answer. But I can always tell when something is not right. Because I'm very sensitive. And I do believe also it's because of the training as well that I receive. And I truly thank God for that. I truly, truly, truly thank him. You know, since my earlier training, like I said, I've gone on to learn a whole lot more. And trust me, I would need to write a book just to be able to explain it all. When you think you've learned, you trust me, you ain't, you listen, Lord, it's like never ending, never ending. And there's another pastor as well also that really also teaches a lot. I think there's like two or three of them also that I look at as well. And boy, we need to be prayed up in this day and age. Do not take prayer for granted. You need to go further than our father. Nice to say our father, but serious, you got to learn to pray. Ain't no joke. Seriously speaking. Now on this podcast, we do not glorify Satan. I'm sorry, but we don't. Instead, we glorify the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit, and of course his word. However, there are times that I will expose the kingdom of darkness when it's necessary. Or speak on certain things that are going on out there. If led by the spirit to do so. Now in my one-on-ones. Which of course is my favorite ministry of all time. You see. I was doing ministry before I was even called to ministry. I didn't even know or realize that that was what I was doing. I, I had no clue. You know what I would do. I would share what I learned with others. In hopes that they too would be able to get free from certain things that was plaguing them spiritually in their lives like certain things that I was taught on and because one of the things a lot of people come and they they talk to me and I would tell them I learned this in church try this you know this is what I learned blah 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 and I try to teach them certain little things and of course you had some they tried maybe one day so it didn't work fast enough and yeah 
they'll come every time you listen to them they complain so after a while i learned yeah you got to cut the, you just got to cut that off you got to put in the work i had to put in the work and then of course those that did do the work they got results i, I had to do the work too <laughs> it, you know i had to do the work i had to do the work i wish i could have said i prayed one prayer and boop this was gone no i had to i had to put in the work but that's the problem sometimes church is lazy sorry to say it but it's the truth if they try something once and it don't work they quit 10 years later they still in the same position talking about the same thing you know so to each their own to each their own God knows I really enjoy my one-on-ones because I enjoy podcasting don't get me wrong well, I thank God for calling me to podcasting. It's not something that I saw myself ever doing. But for me, my favorite ministry is always one-on-one. I always find joy on one-on-one because that's what I was doing long before I even got called to a ministry or even called to this mic. So for me, the one-on-one, I always enjoy the one-on-ones. And just yesterday, actually, because I also have a a student that I am currently, I think I've been teaching her little things for the past two years. Yeah, I've been teaching her for like the past couple of years. And to be honest with you, she has picked up pretty quickly. And her eye has become extremely sharp as well. Now, she may not always understand everything that is going on, but at least she's sensitive and aware to realize when something is not right and that something might be going on. And for that, I truly give God, you know, all honor, all glory and all praises because to him it is all due. And just yesterday, she sent me a wonderful message while I was at work just thanking me for allowing God to use me in order to be able to teach her certain things. And I told her, you know, I'm glad to know that you're getting some results and stuff like that. But really, the honor really goes to God. But I'm I'm glad to know that at least someone is putting it to work and it's it's working for them, you know, um, that they're getting some some kind of result. So that is always a blessing. Especially when someone comes back and, and you know, they, they say something. It really helps. God knows it helps. It, it, at least I know, okay, I'm, 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 at least I'm, I'm doing something. So we give God all honor and all glory. Because to him, it is all due. Now, growing up myself, and of course many others as well, we knew we either knew or we knew of and we still know of people who would actually, I'm talking about women at this point, who would actually seek out people. We, some, they, they, they have various names. They would seek out, they, some people call them sangomas. It just depends on where, you, you know, which region of the island you come from. Um, some will say sangoma, some will say the obia man. Uh, Bush doctor, they have so many different names for them. Um, 
if you watch African movies, they're going to say Baba, whatever that, you know. Um, and they would actually seek them out. And especially the ones like who would specialize in giving spiritual baths. Yeah, you heard message a spiritual bath. And what these spiritual baths, you know, what they do, actually, the baths are to lure, entice, and entrap men. And oftentimes you would have many women that would go to these people, whether it's a charm or whatever it is, baths, to, to hook a man or simply just men. And depending on their assignment, some for some, it might be a particular man. Maybe if it's a woman, she just want this man and the man could be somebody's husband. And she set her eyes on him. Well, it'll be that man in particular. Or you have others where their assignment is to entrap and ensnare various men. I know people like both. Either way, when women who carry these spirits get a hold of you, as in the men, we have a saying back home. We have a couple of sayings, actually. We have a saying where they would say, Crapo, smoke your pipe. Or they would say, um, when she done with him, he gonna be pretty. Or they'll say, she gonna leave him with his jockey on the head. Or she got him basily. Or she got him tie. Those are some of the, um, the sayings that you would hear. And when you would hear them, automatically, if you're from there, you know what that means. But to the person that don't know too much about it, they're like, what, what she mean? Or what they mean? We, we, you know, from the time we hear he tie. Or she got him basily. Or she gonna leave him walking with his jockey on his head. We don't. We already know what it is that he's been. In other words, Ty. In other words, what you guys would say he's been bewitched. Yeah, a spell has been put on the person. In other words, and like I said, oftentimes these types of men who have been captured by Delilah or either Jezebel. Oh Lord, they're very easy to identify. But guess what? A lot of these men often leave their good wives or good women to chase and follow after Delilah's and Jezebel's. Some of these men, they don't want a good woman, not even if you put diamond on her. They are just attracted to Delilah's and Jezebel's. Not really realizing the outcome that awaits them. It is often very difficult to reach these types of men. Especially, you know, when they have been tied by either Jezebel or Delilah. Very. A lot of these men, to the point sometimes that they're bewitched, they will get up, leave their wife, their entire family. And have nothing to do with their children. And take up residency with either Jezebel or Delilah. That's how bad it can be at times. Or they start mistreating their wives or their women because there yeah, ain't too much marrying going on up in there. But anyway, I think you get the point. And, you know, they, 
they're very hard to reach. Very, very, very hard to reach. Even if you would try to tell them, boy, you got your tight. It's like, <laughs> it's like talking to a brick wall because they can't comprehend because they've been spiritually bound. So they can't hear anything that you might be trying to say to them at all because they're so bound up. And oftentimes Delilah and Jezebel have them fixed to a extent that they can't listen or hear anyone. So the only voices they will take heed to is whatever spirit is operating in that particular woman, whether it's the Jezebel or the Delilah spirit. So they're very hard to reach. Very, very, very hard to reach. And you, you can't say anything to them. You, you can't. Some of them, they'll fight you. I'm, I'm serious now. You know, and the only thing that will help is if they have someone, a family member somewhere, or if, you know, if they're married, if they have a wife who, or grown children, who will intercede on their behalf, you know, through fasting and prayer, and of course, the word of God. If they don't, oftentimes it does not end well. I don't have to explain what that means. And if this particular person does not have someone to step in spiritually and stand in the gap for them, they finished. Seriously, they finished. Because as you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Seriously. And once Delilah is finished with this particular individual... We also have a saying that says there will be no use to themselves. If they have been captured by a woman carrying either a Jezebel or a Delilah spirit, believe me, it is only a matter of time that they will come to an end. And depending on what kind of spirit that woman is carrying, it can be to the end of their resources. It could be to the end of their destiny. It can be to the end of their businesses, their home. Lord, listen, we got some stories. Or sadly enough, it could be the end of their life. Yeah, we've seen those too. And we also have another saying. Yeah, you're going to hear quite a bit of sayings. They will be like a sitting duck. Meaning, in other words, they'll be taken out. That's what that means. And, you know, I can't tell you how many men that I know or have known, not just myself, but other people as well, who also know of some of these people that have been captured by these types of evil spirits carrying these evil powers and practices. Now, I'm going to briefly share a story with you because when I first started the episode, I told you it's going to be a little storytelling in between. So now I'm going to tell you, uh, I think it's like maybe one or two stories. So I'm going to give you at least, I think either one or two stories so you can maybe understand a little bit. Now, I knew of someone 
out of the someones who had been tied for for decades by a um, a Jezebel. Yeah, because she was too old to be a Delilah. And like we would say back home, she had him fixed. In other words, she he was bewitched. She kind of bewitched him where he would hand over all of his money to her whenever he received it. As soon as he received the money, he just handed over. And this particular man had one daughter. He had, I think, two sons too, but... One daughter, of course, was, I think she was still underage. Yeah, she was still underage in school. So basically, she still needed her father's help. And when he received his money, however, he would receive his money. This Jezebel, this person carrying the Jezebel spirit, would take it all and she would not you know she would take all the money and his daughter would not so much as get one red cent yes like we say back home which in other words not even a penny she wouldn't get not even a penny from her father instead everything that he made however he made his money however you know his income was it went straight to Miss Jezebel because this is the way that she had set it up to happen this is how she set up the the spell and she was able to live off of this man financially well into her old age Mm -hmm. and what she would do she would take all his money and she would give him at least at least 60 bucks because she would give it to him in euro. So when you can, the conversion at that time would be somewhere like around $60 at the conversion rate so that he could, you know, he could buy beer and just sit all day long and drink. And that was something that she also did to him. She, she fixed him that he would just, he didn't care for no money. All he cared that he had enough money so he could sit all day and just drink, 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 drink. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. He sat and drank all day long. And like I said before, she would set it that he would just hand over everything to her without so much as even a thought, much less thinking about his daughter who could really use his help because she was in school. But thank God, oh Lord, mm, 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 mm. thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank God. Oh, God is so good. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, you see, God? oh, God is so good. Thank God he had a sister who was not just saved. She wasn't a church. She wasn't just them church-going people. She was not just saved, but she was also elder in the church, and she knew what was happening. She recognized what was happening to her brother. And she knew exactly how to approach the throne room of God to intercede to God for deliverance for her brother. And in this particular church, they knew about spiritual warfare and they knew what to do. And his sister, 
would have the church pray for him for many, many years. They would pray for this individual, seriously speaking, because the stronghold that was on him was so strong that it wasn't funny. I mean, woo, it was for years. And we, you know, we always heard that the sister was praying for him. And I'm going to be honest with you. At one point, I'm like, boy, dang, yeah, he ain't going to win this battle because it had been so long. I mean, seriously, it was like, it was, man. And just when it seemed like all hope was lost, because, yeah, like I said, it was long, okay? It was long. Just when it seemed like all hope was lost and that this man would never be free from the shackles of witchcraft, bondage, and, of course, that was placed on him by the old Delilah. Yeah, and I call her old Delilah. Old Delilah. Well, in her young days, she was a Delilah. And then as she got old, she became a Jezebel. So she upgraded from Delilah in her young days to Jezebel in her older days. And yes, like I said, you heard me. I said old. And actually, these two individuals, they both knew each other when they were younger. They At one point, they were engaged to be married. And the lady at that time, of course... She had the Delilah spirit because she was beautiful. Back then, she was gorgeous. She really was. Oh, Lord. Talk about black is beautiful. Lord, she was a beautiful, beautiful black woman in her days. And yes, she would use her looks in ways that were not godly. So yes, like I said, she was a professional Delilah in her younger days. And she could entice men with her beauty. And she did. And they said she had her pick. She could pick what she wants. If she don't want this one, hey, no, I want this one. That's how beautiful she was. Thank God she had a picture. Because, boy, if she ain't had a picture, I would have never believed that. <laughs> because, boy, I'm telling you. But, yeah, she was. She really, 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 really was. And she could entice the men. However, she didn't just entice them with her beauty, but also using witchcraft. And this was something that she had been practicing on her victims for years since she had been a younger woman. You understand? So at that point when she's gotten older here, she was an older woman, but with the same old tricks. She just upgraded from... Delilah to Jezebel because now she old. You know, she ain't looking as pretty as she was looking back in them days. So she couldn't pull the Delilah, so she had to use the Jezebel. And of course, she needed a man who would hand over his money to help her to continue to live without any type of care or worry or the things in life that she probably wanted or needed in her old age. And an old boyfriend back in her younger days who probably had been a victim. He he actually was a victim back then, but he didn't learn. And he comes back into her life, and of course, and the wheels of motion began to turn once more, but not for the good. But instead of his good, it turned out for her good, which was Satan's plan in the end, which of course was destruction. And after years of intercessory prayer, by his sister, 
and of course her entire church, by the grace and the mercy of God, the spell was broken. The good part was he was finally able to be free from the clutches of old Delilah slash Jezebel. However, because it had been so many years, the spell by that time had wreaked so much havoc on him that it wasn't funny. Most of us that knew this man, whenever you would see him, he was always drunk. And boy, he had a a string of profanities would be coming out of his mouth. And I never forgot. One day, I was waiting for the bus. And I just happened to look. I went and look, I saw him. So I said, wait a minute. I said, so, son, so? I said, but, because normally, if he sees you, oh, Lord, he'll greet you from a mile away and his mouth would be loud as ever. And I'm like, he was so quiet. And I'm, I said to him, but I barely even realized that was you. I said, but how are you so quiet? Not knowing what was taking place. I said, how are you so quiet? And I was, you know, we were joking because I said to him, I said, I ain't never seen you quiet before. When I said that, the whole, all everybody who was around started to laugh because they now was telling the truth. I said, wow. But not knowing what was going on. And then the next thing I knew, I heard that he had stopped drinking. I was like, what? Hmm. I couldn't believe it. But when she was finished with him, when they were able to get that thing broken off of him with the help of God and his son, Jesus Christ, he was practically desolate because, yes, she had taken all the money. But he was still smart because he had a little home that he was able to return back to. You see, the man that once sat all day cussing and drinking his life away with a rebellious spirit himself was now free and a whole different person. And like I said, I myself couldn't believe it. And of course, she, from the moment she dumped him and pitched him out of her home, the spell was able to break. Because that's what Delilah does to you. When she's finished draining you, She's going to dump you. And that's exactly what she did to him. After she sucked everything out of him, there was nothing more to get. She got rid of him. And shortly after that, she found her next male victim. You heard what I said, right? Okay, good. And yes, she was at a ripe old age. And she was still practicing her craft. And no, I ain't talking about handicraft. And neither am I talking about craft mayonnaise either. I'm talking about the craft that the witches practice. At least the ones in the Caribbean. You see, even though she had aged, her looks had changed, her body had changed, and she was older, the Delilah spirit in her was still very much in full tact. And it was wreaking havoc on anyone who was prey that came in her path or who she set her eye on. Mm-hmm. And the men were not young men. They weren't no young men. These were men 
that were in season eight. So they should have had some type of common sense. But guess what? They didn't. Because when you're tied, all common sense, if you had any, just goes through the window. And Miss Delilah, <laughs> as I would refer to her, even though she was old, pension age, she was still carrying that spirit with her. And one of the things that both of these men had in common, the one that she threw out and the next one that she picked up, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were the furthest things from their minds in their young days, as well as their old days. So, of course, they were easy prey for the enemy to use this old Delilah to do her tricks on both of these men. She would take all of their pension money. Yeah, you heard me. And, of course, after the first victim was set free, he would go on to live a quiet, sober life for a few years. And, of course, old Delilah's new victim would slowly begin to have problems with his eyes. And guess what? Old Delilah's new bow, or second bow, guess what his favorite hobby was? Aside from being a pervert, it was heavy drinking. Just like the first one. She would a few years later, of course, drop dead, where she was found in her home. Naked. That was God exposing her. And of course, her first victim, who was set free, you know, through the prayer and deliverance and intercession by his sister and her church, would end up shortly after her death developing Alzheimer's disease. And... One day, unbeknownst to his family members, he would walk away from his home, never to be seen again until a week later, where he was found dead, where he had wandered. And I clearly believe that it was a spiritual attack. You know, he had probably died like maybe two or three years after he had been delivered out of the lion's mouth, and a year after old Delilah's death. And of course, her second victim after her death would have to return back to his country. And it was later reported that he went completely blind within at least a year after his captor's death. Now that is one story out of many. And, you know, I just shared this one so that you could get the point. Once Jezebel or Delilah, you know, whichever one, once they are finished with you, their master Satan is going to kill you. Whether it's a swift, whether it's swiftly or it's slow. But either way, the outcome is not going to be good. And if you're able to escape with the help of God and his son, Jesus Christ, Listen, run. One needs to 
accept Christ and to walk with him, as well as one also needs to live a life continuously surrendered and under the shelter of the Most High God through prayer, through fasting, and through his word. If there are any men that are listening to me, be very careful. Delilah and Jezebel, like their father, come to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, I just wanted to share this information. Um, You have a lot of women out there who are running around with not just the Delilah spirit, but also the Jezebel spirit. Uh, I know people back home, they're married. The man is the woman. The woman is the man. I'm like, okay, trust me, there ain't nothing sexy about that. I'm sorry. There ain't nothing sexy, much less holy. Mm -mm. To me, that, that, that just can't work. But they marry. So you see a lot of those spirits rampant. And many women, even some of the men back home. I would say be careful. Remember, don't just choose or marry someone based on their looks or their beauty. Marry them based on the word of God. The word of God says a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Seek ye a woman who fears and loves and serves the living God and his son Jesus Christ. You can't go wrong. You won't have to worry about Delilah or Jezebel characteristics. At least you shouldn't. And if she's claiming to be a daughter of the Lord and displaying these type of character traits, don't even bother praying unless it is to the Father to help you to run as fast as you can away from Jezebel and Delilah. Run for your life. Run. So yes, that is it for this episode. So this was just an impromptu episode um, that I wanted to share a few more things about Miss Delilah as well as a little bit about Miss Jezebel. Well, I think we got um, an example of Jezebel at the Oscars this year. But anyway, um, so yeah. So basically, that's it for this episode. May God keep us. May he cover us. May he give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to really be able to detect and to discern and to learn that when we see individuals with these types of spirits that we be extremely careful especially in this day and age so I'll see you in the next episode be blessed